obedience, 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 obedience is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, it assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to follow God. I will. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Hey y'all, it's Ashley, aka Ash. And Shantavia, aka Shay. And And this this is Obedience Podcast, which is a podcast created for Bible studies, honest conversations, and growth in Christ Jesus. Our mission here is simply to obey. Obey stands for being obedient to God, believing in God's word, evolving our minds through Jesus Christ, and yielding to Holy Spirit. We are excited to have our obedient ladies and gents back. And if you are new, Welcome to the family. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. It's Shantavia, a.k.a. Shay, and this is Obedience Podcast. So I want to welcome you guys to a new month. And like we always say here at Obedience Podcast, with a new month brings a brand new series. And this series is so special because it is the series of My Birthday Month. That's right, y'all. Your girl is turning 28 this month, and I am so excited. And it has been a journey this year of 27, let me tell you. (laughs) So last year, I released a video summarizing what my year of 26 looked like. And at the end of the video, I declared that my year of 27 would be a year of completion. Mm -hmm. I declared it. I spoke it up in my life, y'all. What I can say is completion happened, but it didn't happen the way that I expected it to happen. But, you know, that's the way God does things. When you make plans, he laughs at you, right? He definitely laughed at me. So when I declared that over my life, I Googled some scriptures that had the word complete in it or spoke about completeness just so I could create an affirmation to myself and I did find Colossians 2 and 10 and I affirm myself with that scripture every single day well let me not say every day child I don't want to lie on this video I'll say I affirm myself with that scripture almost every day I try my best okay (laughs) but like I said before I have to admit when I spoke completion over my life I did not imagine going through everything that I went through throughout this year, but I wouldn't change the progress that I've made for anything in the world. But we're not going to get too far in detail about that. I do want to get into the study first, and then we'll talk more about the journey of this series and what this series is really going to be about. I am so excited to get into this in-depth study because, y'all, I really believe by faith, this in-depth is going to free someone from so many things. I know it freed me when I studied it, and I'm getting so many revelations, so many creative ideas, and I know it's just Holy Spirit wanting this word to get out. So I am so excited to jump into this in-depth study. So in this in-depth Bible study, we are going to cover Colossians 2, 6-15 in the NLT version. I know. Y'all, I'm an NIV girl, but the NLT translation really spoke to me for this passage of scripture. Now, Colossians was written by Paul while he was in jail in Rome to the Colossae people. 
to explain that they had everything that they needed in Christ. Now, you may be asking, Shay, why was this letter even necessary? Well, let me tell y'all. The Colossae church had been infiltrated with some believers attempting to combine elements of paganism and secular philosophy with Christian doctrine. They were combining it. They were trying to make it one. And y'all know that's a no-no. Like, everybody who's a Christian know you can't do that. And so when Paul heard about this from prison, he was like, whoa, whoa, let me get my paper and write these people this letter explaining to them that that's not correct and it's also unnecessary. So Paul had to get these people in check and basically say, I said what I said. So this section of the letter that we are going to talk about today talks about the freedom from rules and new life in Christ. So keep that theme in mind as we study these passages. And we are going to break this study into two sections. So the first section is going to be acceptance, where we will cover verses 6 through 10. And then the second section is going to be new life in Christ, where we will cover verses 11 through 15. And if you see me looking down, I'm just looking at my notes and also my scriptures. But before we hop into the study, I do want to take a moment to allow Holy Spirit into the room so he can do what he does best, y'all. Show up and show out. So let's take a minute to bow our heads. So Father God, I want to thank you for allowing me to get on this platform for you another day. I want to thank you for providing this study to me and thank you for the completion that has occurred in my life. I pray, Lord, that through this study and through this series, more people found out that they are complete entirely with you, God. And I pray that everyone just breaks those strongholds that they have of their lives and they allow you to feel the voice that they have. I ask you to come into this room and enter my body and speak through my mouth. I pray for less of me and more of you as I go through this study. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so let's go ahead and hop into this first section. Like I said, it is titled Acceptance, and we are going to cover verses 6 through 10. And I am going to read the entire passage, and then we'll go back through and break things down and discuss the revelations that came to me. So, starting at verse 6, and I am reading out of the NLT version, it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. All right. So that was Colossians verses 6 through 10. So let's go ahead and go back to verse 6 for a minute. So in verse 6, I noticed that Paul held the Colossae people accountable for their relationship with God. Now, in the verse, it says, and now just as you 
accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. So I highlighted the word you that's in this scripture twice because it's identifying that our relationship with God is a two-way street. We have to first, A, accept Christ because he's not going to force himself on us. And then B, we have to continue to cultivate the relationship that we have with him. Our relationship with Christ is just like any other relationship in this human world. So we must spend time with God. We must continue to read his word. We must get to know him so we can trust him more. So it's our responsibility to have a great relationship with God. He's just there waiting on us. And that scripture led me to the question, how are you cultivating your relationship with God? The second you stop cultivating your relationship with God, that's when you're allowing room for the enemy to come in and fill that space that God once previously occupied. Now, keep in mind, it may not be an immediate change. It may happen over time. But at the point that you stop cultivating that relationship with God, you're allowing room for the enemy to come in. Verse 7 speaks on the importance of cultivating your relationship with God by comparing it to roots. It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. So it's saying that we need to dig our roots so deep down in God. Like our roots literally need to be entangled in him. Like the good kind of entanglement, not Jada's version. Okay, our roots need to be so entangled in him. And then that leads us to the second part of the scripture where it says, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So our roots are now entangled in God and we're just growing and growing and growing on top of him. And this is growing by reading his word, growing by prayer, growing by worship growing by tithing, growing by obedience, growing by trusting in him. We want to have our lives so entangled in God that the enemy doesn't know which way to go. He's going up, down, round and round, circles, up, under. He, he has no idea how to untangle this knot. So that led me to the question, how is your tree growing? Are your roots entangled? And do you have weeds you need to pull out? We don't want the enemy to come into our roots and easily untangle them, like I said. We want to be so entangled with God, the enemy has no idea which way to go. So in verse 8, Paul calls the people out for being weak-minded. Now, we already know Paul is a savage, so I was not surprised when I read this at all. So let's see what Paul says. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sign of nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. So empty philosophies. The word empty stuck out to me. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to think of that thing that you always told yourself. Once you achieved that thing, that you would be 100% happy. But once you reach that goal, you still realize that there's unhappiness in your life. 
So for example, when you graduated college, in college you're like, I'm gonna be so happy when I graduate, I'm gonna have all the money in the world. But when you graduate, you're just like, okay, I, I still feel some emptiness here. But when you get your dream job, you finally get that promotion you want. And then, you know, a couple months in, you're like, okay, I still feel some unhappiness. This is what I thought of when I read Empty Philosophies. You may find answers in these philosophies, but the answer doesn't make you feel complete. So after you get the answer, you start searching for another answer. Then you search for another answer and you search for another answer. Like you're never going to be whole. You're always going to be empty, searching for the next thing. Empty philosophies. And then Paul goes on to say next, high-sounding nonsense. I thought of the word noise when I read that. And not that good background noise that a lot of us like. Y'all probably hear it in the background now. I'm talking about that noise that's so loud and aggressive and unruly. Like, when I think of like noise like that, I'm thinking of the basketball game. I absolutely hate the noise in the basketball game. I can literally watch a basketball game on mute because I hate the noise in the background. But whatever that noise is that absolutely gets on your nerves, that's the type of noise that I thought of. So have you ever been around a person who just likes to talk? You know, you're convinced that they just, they talk because they like to hear themselves talk. Like, that's what I thought of as well. Like, just nonsense infiltrating your brain. And we have to think, just like cancerous cells, that nonsense can grow. And we can start to believe that nonsense. So that led me to the question, are you up to date on your faith check-in? We don't want those cancerous cells or those nonsense cells to grow. So you have to go get your yearly check-in. So are you up to date on your faith check-in? If not, go ahead and check out our Bedrock Faith series. I'll be sure to link that above. Shameless plug. In verse 9, Paul explains that Christ is God in a human body. So going to verse 10, we are also complete through our union with Christ. So when it says, so you are also complete through your union with Christ, I automatically thought of a labor union. All right, y'all? So a labor union is an organization that acts as an intermediary between its members and the business that employs it. So Christ is our intermediary, y'all. So without being a member of the union of Christ, if we get caught sinning at work, we're immediately fired. Like, no second chances, no disciplinary actions, no write-ups. Like, we're done. We're fired. But if we're in the union of Christ, God recognizes that we're in that union and he erases all the sin that we've done. My God, my God. So unions are designed to protect workers from the corporation. And that is what Christ is designed to do for us. So that leads me to my next question. Have you signed up for the union yet? Have you signed up for the union? It's free y'all. If you haven't signed up for the union, the second section of this study is going to go more into detail about 
why you should sign up. So let's go ahead and move to the second section of this study. Now, the second section is called New Life in Christ, and we are going to cover verses 11 through 15. So let me read those passages, and then we'll dive in with the in-depth portion. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He counseled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Now, first, let's get into this deal with the circumcision that happened in verse 11. So if you're not familiar with circumcision, your homework is to go read Genesis 17. It talks in detail about what circumcision is. Now, this verse says that Christ performed a spiritual circumcision. And it defines spiritual circumcision as the cutting away of your sinful nature. So we are all born of sin because of the fall that happened with Adam and Eve. But when we go through our spiritual circumcision, the sin is cut away from us and is no longer a part of us. So you're probably saying, well, shame. Why do I still have the urge to sin? Now, Holy Spirit laid this amazing explanation on my heart. And I almost ran around my house, y'all. So, have you ever heard of phantom pains? When someone gets a body part removed, they often feel pain in the part of the body that's no longer there. Now, I've had family members who's had, like, legs amputated, and they'll say, oh, my leg is itching, or my leg hurts, and their leg isn't there. Now, this phenomenon is what's called phantom pains. So, yes, Christ removed sin from our bodies by cutting it away through that spiritual circumcision so it's no longer a part of us, right? But we're still going to have phantom pains. Ooh, 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 to sin. We're still going to have that urge to sin because that's our phantom pain. Come on, Holy Spirit. But since we are free from sin, we have the power to ignore that pain and turn away from it. We are no longer slaves to that sin. So we don't have to commit it when we feel like doing it. Now we're free. We have the power to walk away. My question now is, have you had your spiritual circumcision procedure? It's fully covered by insurance. Like, what are you waiting on? Go get it. No deductible. Go. Now, moving on to verse 12, it speaks on baptism. And how when we are baptized, we are buried with Christ. In my study Bible, 
reminded me of why this passage sounded so familiar because it referenced Galatians 2 and 20 where it says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And verse 13 in Colossians 2 goes on to explain that Christ lives in me portion of Galatians 2 and 20 by saying, God made you alive with Christ for he forgave our sins. So just remember that when you're battling sin, it's dead. It's not a part of you anymore. Like verse 11 says, we are free from sin, y'all. Now, I have a question, a very important question for y'all. How many of y'all have student loan debt? Comment down below forgiveness if you have student loan debt. Now, don't be embarrassed. I'm in that boat too, y'all. Your girl has student loan debt. But verse 14 explains to us that Christ has counseled all of our sin debt. It reads, he counseled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. So at the cross, he paid it all, y'all. He paid it all at the cross. Don't get me started. At the cross, at the cross. So Jesus paid it all on the cross. So we no longer have to go through that sacrificial process to get forgiveness for our sins. We have a direct line through Jesus Christ where we can ask for forgiveness directly. So Jesus literally handled it all and forgave all of our sins. And he did it without any loopholes. So like President Biden, can you like take note and forgive our student debt with like no loopholes, you know, no finance charges or anything like that? That'll be so nice. Like, oh my gosh, I'm digressing. So going on to verse 15, it reads, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So, that word disarmed stuck out to me. So, to disarm someone is to take away their weapon. So, when Jesus died on the cross and said those famous words, it is finished. He took all the weapons from the spiritual rulers and authorities of the world. So, those spiritual rulers and authorities, they don't even have real weapons right now, which explains why the enemy is always fighting with lies because he doesn't have a real weapon so this is why we always say we're in a fixed fight because Jesus has won the victory already because the enemy doesn't even have real weapons to fight with he has bb guns and paint guns so yeah you might get hit with that bb gun or that paintball gun and it may hurt you. You may fall down, but it doesn't take you out. It just bruises you for a little while, but you're able to heal and get back up and continue walking and fighting. You're able to recover because we have Christ. We have everything we need in Christ. That's so good. So complete is defined as Having all necessary parts finished through. So why nailed on the cross before taking his last breath? 
Jesus said, it is finished. So let's go back to the definition of complete. It says, having all necessary parts finished the root. And Jesus said on that cross, it is finished. So through his crucifixion, we were made complete through him. And because of his sacrifice, we have the opportunity to have a personal relationship to God. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right now is the perfect opportunity to do so. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. We are so happy and excited to have you a part of this family. If you did repeat that prayer after me, be sure to connect to the Bible Teaching Church. We always leave our church's link in the description box below where we go live at 10.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. So wasn't that an amazing study, y'all? Holy Spirit really came in and told a place up, told a place up. So like I mentioned earlier, my journey of completion did not look like what I expected it to look like. You know, I expected to have some goals completed. I expected to have some desires completed. And that was it. But that is not <laughs> what God wanted, okay? He used my word completion to really heal me and show me that I am already complete. He made me realize that I had a lot of voids in my life. That I was not allowing him to feel but once I let go of the gate to those boys and let him in I was definitely able to heal those areas of my life and see that I am already complete in him so in this series I wanted to share with others who may be going through the same thing the revelation of completeness that's why I feel like this is so important because I know there's so many people in this world right now looking to feel voice that they have, constantly searching for happiness. They may search for it with drugs. They may search for it with alcohol. They may search for it with partners. They may search for it with food. You can literally try everything to fill the hole that you have, but nothing will complete that hole except for Christ. And so I feel like my mission now is just to get the word out that completeness is found in Christ and he can fill all those voids of the things that you feel incomplete without. So of course, like we always do for every single series, we do have a free printable, but this printable is gonna be a little different than the rest of our printables. The printable is going to include a devotional, fill in the blanks, you know, some prompt questions so it's really going to get really in depth with the passage of scripture colossians 
2, 6 through 15. So definitely click the link down below and download the printable and then come back and watch this video and work along with the printable, with the video. It is definitely a supplemental tool for this series. So since I worked really hard on the printable, comment down below when you print it out and complete it. I want to know. I really pray that it helps someone out there. Someone is freed through this printable. And let me know if you have any revelations that I didn't receive. Like it's amazing to see what other people get from scriptures. You know, the Lord speaks to all of us in different ways. So comment down below what you got out of the study. And if you are listening on any of our podcast streaming services, mm -hmm. be sure to leave us a review. It will really help us grow in the podcast community. And then do not forget to share this video with five of your friends. Like Ashley likes to say, share it with your friends, your enemies, your neighbors, your coworkers. Share it with everyone you know so this amazing word can get out. And then do not forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. They should be on the screen for you right now. And then if you have any prayer requests, be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com and we will be in agreement with you. All right. And so if you didn't check out our announcement at the beginning of the month, our schedule has changed. So we will now be going live every second and fourth Tuesday. So be on the lookout for our live interview the second Tuesday of the month and the fourth Tuesday of the month. And of course, we're going to feature some amazing interviewees to discuss the topic of completion. So if you do have any questions on completion, please comment them down below so we can add them to our list. But that's all that I have for you guys today. I really do thank you for spending your Saturday morning with me or whenever you're watching this. Thank you so much. And I do pray that you receive some type of revelation from this study. And it helps you break strongholds that the enemy has over you. So until next time, as always, be obedient. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye.